G'day everyone and welcome back to the 78 Amped Podcast. My name is Max Higgins and I'm joined today by their globetrotting pop band, St. Lucia. I'm chatting with Jean, who's currently sitting in, uh, you know, sunny California, except it's nighttime, so probably not super sunny right now. But uh, It's moony. It's very it's moony. moony. It's very moony California. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the show. How, how's it going? I'm doing good, man. Um, yeah, we're like a little over, well, actually quite a bit more than halfway through our six weeks week uh tour behind our new album utopia and uh we're just about to start heading back across the u.s so we're like you know fully in southern california and tomorrow tonight we drive to phoenix and tomorrow we play phoenix arizona and then we gradually sort of make our way across the country back to the east coast that's a that's a i mean i was looking at the dates before it is a pretty massive haul i mean i mean any any tour of the u.s is really but it's a massive haul that you're doing in the next kind of two weeks to get back uh to the east coast that's a yeah it's a hectic schedule it's hectic but i mean you know we i feel like at this part of the tour we've acclimated ourselves to this kind of general you know the the flow of things and um so it's feeling good like the show's been feeling really good uh we have our two kids on the road with us me and patty so I feel like now we're kind of getting into the hang of like how the day flows and stuff like that. In the beginning, was more stressful just because like trying to figure out how everything goes. But um, definitely getting to this part of the country where the weather's good and you can spend more time outside and like go to the beach and stuff is uh, is always nice. I mean, I suppose towards the end of the tour, when you're heading up back up towards New York, it's going to be pretty cold. Is it going to be snowy by that stage uh, when you get back there? It depends. I mean, to be honest, like a couple of years ago. Uh, we were on the beach in November. <laughs> like, I mean, that, but that's like a freak day. That's not like a normal thing. Um, doesn't normally snow before December, I would say. Uh, but, you know, the thing is, in the States, the weather can just be, like, especially in places like New York, the weather can just be, like, all over the map. You know, you can have, you can have snow in early May sometimes. You can have, um, yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, there's no telling. But definitely the winters get really cold and the summers get really hot. Well, definitely enjoy the uh, the Southern California beaches while you can. In that case, <laughs> thanks, man. Appreciate it. Uh, before we before we dig uh, more into um, the album, as you were just talking about, there, we like to kind of find out what uh, what you've been listening to. So, you know, in the tour van, have there been any particular songs or artists that have been uh, been getting a, a big spin? Um, well, I mean, I'd say like the whole band has pretty broad and diverse listening habits. Um, for me, you know, the like. I mean, I listen to a lot of just like classic like records and stuff and, you know, try and like listen to records that maybe I, I hadn't heard before. Like I'm always like trying to deepen my understanding of like Bowie's catalog, um, you know, and I, I have yet to get into his like 90s stuff, um, <laughs> which I've heard like for a long time. I feel like people didn't dig that. And now suddenly people are kind of like, oh, Bowie's 90s stuff is awesome. Uh, but in terms of like recent records, I really like the soccer mommy record um i thought that was a really really cool just beautifully recorded like great great album beautiful songs like dreamy um there's this girl from the uk called nilu Friyanya, um and she's um yeah also kind of like dream pop um very guitar bass pretty radiohead influenced um but just like really really cool and unexpected i think she's actually like her family or she was maybe grew up in Turkey, but um, there's a bit of like a Middle Eastern influence as well there. Um, And then this band, uh, Parcels from Australia. Love Parcels. Um, (laughs) I love Parcels. I think Parcels are just so awesome. And it's funny because I I feel like 
more people should know about them and they don't. And like, they're just a great, I just think that what they do, what they do so well, and it's probably not for everybody, you know, but um, it's just, it's great to see a really great band out there, like doing the band thing. It's, um, they're one of those bands that uh, when you catch them live too, you're like, oh, wow, this is the whole yeah. package. It's the whole parcel. No, it's it's exactly. And it's like, I feel like they really inspired me on this record because, you know, I think any artist sort of, you, you like there's a struggle to balance your instinct to make like, digestible accessible music with wanting to be like a serious artist kind of thing <laughs> and you know we we we, go, we vacillate between those two things i think it's important to like you know include bits of both things in your music but i feel like listening to them really made me go like oh well you can actually just make a great really simple pop song it can be like awesome you know like it doesn't you know and so i i think it, they they helped me embrace that side of what i do more on on utopia which i thank them for <laughs> well, in that case, let's dive in and talk about Utopia. I mean, it's it's your fourth album. It's it feels like a really fantastical explosion of color and sound, which is how I would describe a Saint Lucia album any day, any album. <laughs> but sort of, what was the specific spark uh, behind this record? Well, I mean, uh, you know, we all went through the, those couple of pretty crazy years there, um, and you know, a lot a lot changed for us in that time. Like we actually moved to the south of Germany from New York. We lived in New York for 14 years. Uh, we had our second kid, like we had our second son. And, you know, we basically just realized like New York, just having two kids is just crazy, you know, and especially during the pandemic as well. It was just like insane. Like we were locked in our apartment and, uh, um, you know, and we basically in that time made pretty much a whole other album that was basically finished, like almost, almost fully mixed and everything. And then we moved to Germany and shipped all of our stuff from the States because uh, Patty, my wife, who's in the band, is, is from Germany. And um, her whole family lives over there. They're like her sisters have kids and like it's a whole thing. And um, just moving there, having finished pretty much this album that we, that we felt really good about, but not having a label yet. So kind of shopping the music around to different labels and just ha- like, you know, having time in our hands and just feeling refreshed by being in a new place. Um, just brought out this explosion of new music that wasn't trying too hard. That was just, that felt, um, you know, I think definitely, like I said, like it was inspired by bands like parcels and a few other bands that I feel like are doing something that we do a little, that something along the lines of what we do, but, but in a very simple, accessible way, um, that just brought all this music out of us. And it was just like a very effortless time of music making that um, it, it felt kind of like that music that we were making versus the album that we made before was more what the world needs to hear right now um, because it felt more hopeful. It felt, you know, positive without being saccharine. Like it felt like it was also <laughs> dealing with, with the, the stuff that we'd been through, you know, like I wasn't denying that there were these hard times that we'd been through over the last couple of years. Um, yeah, and it just felt like a really like a, like a good balance between all the different directions that Saint Lucia tends to go in. You mentioned that there's that kind of other album that was already done or nearly done. Does did any of that sort of come through into Utopia? Or does that exist as a separate project that you're kind of still holding on to? Like, what where did that end up going with that direction? Um, yeah, there's a few songs that originally in my mind were on that record. Like, uh, Hey Now, the last track was, was, um, was meant to be on that record, but it was always a song that didn't 
didn't quite fit, you know, and it, it had a totally different arrangement. Like it just felt a lot more kind of indie rock in a way rather than the kind of, um, you know, vibrant world of St. Lucia in a sense. But like, I, I really liked that other version as well. Um, but yeah, so that song, uh, Memory was also going to be on the other album. Um, and I think Separate World was also going to be on there. But then when we had this whole other group of songs that we'd written, it's, those songs kind of felt like a good counterpoint to that musical world. So they ended up on there. Did you ever think that there was, were there ever times when you were working on this material when you thought, you know what, we're going to change direction entirely and go for something that reflects that darker period? And, and was, was, there ever, was there ever a chance for it? the material on the album would be sort of reflecting kind of the more extremities of, of, of lockdown and, and like how that sort of impacted you as a band. Well, I think, I mean, I definitely think there are tracks that reflect that, you know, like the song shame, I think um, that, you know, just that I think speaks about a lot, like shame, separate world memory and Hey now, I think to me are kind of like, even take me away. I think like, is is even though take me away was technically written like in 2019 so way before the pandemic you know it's about escaping kind of a current reality in a way or like the way that you're feeling or something and so i think the, you know there is that that darker or more kind of like emotional and slightly sad or frustrated side of the album but i think it's pretty well balanced with like a a hopeful side of things and hey now even though to me it's like the, the kind of the emotional core of like the new body of music you know, the chorus lyrics are, it's, hey, now, well, it only takes a second to fall, but it only takes a minute to start over again. And it's, you know, that was written basically three weeks into the pandemic, and it was kind of just wondering what the hell's going on, and this is crazy. But also that, you know, if you fall down, you got to get up again. That's the thing. Or else you're defeated. But if you just get up again, you're not defeated, in a way. Obviously, you know, sonically, um, huge, big, synth sounds are a mainstay in any St. Lucia song or record. Um, but I've always wondered when you're kind of starting out with these nuggets of ideas for songs, how many of them begin, you know, kind of more acoustic or organically? And and then from there, I guess, how do they become the final product with the the, the layered um, synths and, and, and sort of the multi-instrumentation that brings it all together? Yeah, I mean, definitely, uh, at, you know, sometimes they start out... Um, like more kind of stripped down, I guess you could say. Um, like definitely like Hey Now, for example, was just written on a piano, on a, actually initially was written on guitar and piano. Um, and it was just about the chords. It was like writing a song, you know? Um, but, but I'd say most St. Lucia songs come about as almost just like a dream. It's like, I just get a thing in my head and it's almost like the whole arrangement's there, you know? Even though like more things get added down the line. But it's just like I'll be washing the dishes or going for a run or just doing something totally unrelated to music. And it's like this nugget will just like arrive in my head. And I'll just either find myself singing a new melody and imagining a new song and then catch myself and be like, oh, that's that's a new song and it feels really good. Um, <laughs> but then like the, the challenge is literally just taking that what I that sort of glimpse of this like song or whatever it is and trying to make it like, a reality like that feeling of like initial like initially getting an idea um but yeah i mean there's you know that, that that's the thing is like you know th there's so much music that i love that i i aspire to like try and make all of it in a way you know it's like i love 
air, you know, like the, the, the French band air and like their music is always very kind of minimal and relaxed and kind of like amazing background music. And I aspire to make music like that too, but it always just goes through my like filter, which just ends up sounding like St. Lucia, you know, I can't help it in the end. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You did. You did release uh, sort of an acoustic version of many of your your tracks um, a couple a couple of months ago, or a year ago or so, um, in the acoustic uh, yeah. volume as well. Were there ever? Yeah. Were any of those tracks reflective of how they might have begun for you? That that little nugget, uh, or or as you were saying, like you know, they come in kind of fully formed. Did you have to then strip them back? Yeah. Um. So the the version of All Eyes on You that's on that acoustic. Um, EP is actually the original version of All Eyes on You, pretty much. Um, but it's, of course, there's like a demo that exists that's more kind of like that. It's a little bit kind of like Afro pop um, high life, like it has this high, kind of high life guitar part. Um, so that was definitely, yeah, that that definitely was more sort of that that kind of vibe. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, definitely, yeah, like I said, I mean, definitely some songs start out a bit more kind of like minimal but then i don't know i'm I'm like a huge sci-fi fan and all of my favorite sci-fi books have this kind of space opera quality to them (laughs) and i just i love just like multiple 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 layers to a story you know because to me and it's not to say that those stories are superior to like more simple like intimate stories but um i don't know i feel like i'm drawn to that in in the world of sound as well because it's kind of like to me, all the layers, it's kind of like backstory in in a film or in a book or something where you feel like this world has existed before the song is happening and it will exist afterwards, you know? It's kind of like painting a backdrop or something. I don't know. It, it's interesting you bring that up because to me, I think um, that intro and outro on When the Night, you know, the, the kind of swirling soundscape sound before and after the, the, the songs kick in fully, uh, yeah. that, that kind of does feel like that almost like the, the the opening crawl of star wars or something like that you know what i mean like where it sets the tone and and it's kind of t- building the story long before before any lyrics kind of get anywhere near uh near your ears so it's interesting that you that, that's how you kind of see that yeah i mean it's kind of like you know if you listen to a lot of classic records like the it, it happens in a lot of beatles records the stones or whatever where it's like the song fades up and it's as if this moment was happening and you kind of wonder what was the band doing before this but and they're already kind of like playing the song and then they play the song and then it kind of fades out and they're still kind of jamming. And it's kind of like, it's our version of that in a way, you know, where um, it's kind of this, like this song or idea just emerges out of this primordial, like ambient soup <laughs> and just kind of now it exists in the world. And then it goes back to being like a swirling cauldron of like proteins or something. I don't know. <laughs> The stellar gases, <laughs> the pillars of creation just pop out now exactly. very often and then it fades back in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Back back to Utopia. Uh, the album kind of came out in, in, in two parts. Like you had this EP with the first few tracks um, released in April and then obviously you yeah. followed it up with the full-length album uh, now uh, later in the year. When you're yeah. sort of looking at the narrative of the album, do you see that as, as, as one holistic narrative that is only told through the album or do you see it kind of as like almost two episodes to to a to a a series yeah so um this this whole thing just came about because basically we had like so much music that we were working on and we signed to this new label that we're signed to now uh, network and um our a and r network had this idea um she was like well what what if we were to release 
instead of a, just one full length album, we separated into EPs. And at first I was just like, okay, this sounds like another A&R idea, whatever. <laughs> Even though like we, we love Rachel, she's awesome. Um, but, but, uh, but, you know, we, we went down that road because it, it was seemed kind of like interesting to do it that way. And also to release kind of like more singles, you know what, to have like a consistent single rollout because, you know, I, I think that, that sort of benefits things algorithmically these days. But um, in the end, I actually have grown to like love this this process because it enabled us to focus on finishing a smaller body of work. So finishing like five or six songs versus finishing a whole album and really like making sure that that little journey in and of itself is killer, you know? And then you have a side A of an album and you have like a side B, you know? And it's kind of like in the old in the olden days when things were definitely separated into that. So we, we thought of the journeys in that way, but definitely the first half was finished before the second half. Um, and I don't know. I just, I, I, it's, I, I've honestly just really enjoyed rolling things out this way because in the past I get a bit frustrated because, you know, like one song in particular, like Dancing on Glass or Elevate would get like the vast majority of streams and the rest would kind of just like, tr- like trinkle away way or whatever and especially now that's even more so the case with like hyperion if you look at it um but with this it's like we can really shine a spotlight on more tracks from the album and it feels like they're all kind of getting their time in the sunshine in a way turning to the to the live performance side of things uh, you know st lucia are known for yeah big electric live shows uh, you know every member of the band handles like eight different instruments by the end of the show when you're you're in the writing process, do you factor that kind of how do we bring this to life element into the writing process, or or is that something that you worry about when when it when like it's a bridge to cross when you get there? Um, I, I feel like for a while I I saw it as kind of a limitation. You know, th- there came a time where I started just being like, I want to just like change it up like completely. You know, um, and I feel like that, that record that I made, I think Hyperion kind of dis- departed from that a little bit. I think the record that we made, the first pandemic record that we made was a bit more along those lines. Um, But I think going into actually making Utopia, kind of, I I went back and not not even consciously, but just it just so happened that like imagining the songs being played live really helped me to, to develop the sound world, you know, because I could just be, I could, I just could imagine the band playing and it was immediately way easier to imagine how the songs needed to be arranged and like this is actually the first record that there's no like strings or brass or or actually i think maybe hey now has a bit of brass on it but like there's bare like (laughs) almost every other record has like horns on almost every song and there's like you know and this is the first one where i was just like oh maybe we maybe it's just good to like embrace the you know exactly the way that we that we do it as a band and have that feel complete in and of itself and i i feel like as a as a product of that these songs have been really easy to to bring together live like they just immediately felt like good like the first couple run-throughs that we did of each of the songs um yeah and do you feel like they've obviously you know you said you've got brass and strings across every other song in, in your back catalog back, back catalog do you feel like yeah. the the response live from the audience has been, has been the same as these new songs sort of fit into your set yeah i know the, the response has been amazing like like it's it's actually taking me aback a little bit because <laughs> um yeah i don't know it's like it's it's just felt really good and it feels 
feels like people are really connecting with the songs. I mean, like when we play Touch, we get the same responses we do when we play All Eyes on You, you know? And um, when we play, like, give me, it's the same when we play Give Me the Night. I don't know. It just feels really, um, they feel like they're in there and they, they, they feel like they're related to the to the material in a, in a good way but also like you know people have told us that they they lo- they love that it feels fresh as well you know so it's not just like we're completely rehashing what we've done before you know i'm from an, an australian uh, perspective it's been a it's been a hot minute obviously pre-covid as well uh since st lucia yeah. made the trek down under is there a chance that yeah. we might see uh you guys make the trip around the world to uh come play some australian shows yeah i mean we'd, we'd love to um you know the the biggest challenge for us is that um we just like have so much gear you know what i mean like to to make to make a to make a real like actual proper big saint lucia show reality like there's a lot of like gear that has to that has to come along you know and that's expensive and like flying down there is expensive but we would love nothing more i mean we just we would love to just do a full-on world tour but it's like it's it's trying to figure out how to just how to make that an economic reality you know um, but our thing is like we, you know, we could even here tour with way less gear and way less instruments and stuff and make more money. Um, as it is, we sort of just a little bit better than break even on a tour like this because we just want to have the best show possible and the best experience. You know, it's more about that for us than making money. And, you know, we're fortunate to be able to make some money from like some private shows that we do on the side. Um so we'd want to do it properly if we come, you know. So it's about it's about figuring out like how how we can do that, how we can make that a reality. But we would love to. <laughs> well, St. Lucia's latest album, Utopia, is out now. Catch it uh, however you like to consume your music. And for American listeners, catch them live through the US uh, through the rest of November or on the global live stream on November sixteenth. Uh, Jean, thanks for taking so much time to to chat with us today. My pleasure, Max. Thanks for having me. Bye.